0: Hello, friends. It is Tuesday, November 28th, 2023. This is the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. I'm your host, retired FBI Supervisory Special Agent Darren Mott. Let's get right into the cyber news of the day, because there was quite a bit of it. And I want to give it some credence, because there's quite a few interesting articles this morning. So first is from Cyber News, Vilius Petkowskis reporting, multiple U.S. hospitals face security incidents. These to be recurring. Now, again, security incidents, quote unquote, you know what I mean by that. I'm probably gonna, you're probably not going to hear me you're probably going to hear me say that more than once today. But anyway, so several U.S. based hospitals are struggling with network outages. All affected locations belong to the same healthcare provider. Arden Health Services, (AHS). sorry. At least six healthcare institutions owned by A-H-S have reported network outages over the Thanksgiving weekend. One of the affected hospitals, BSA Health Systems in Amarillo, Texas, had to divert emergency medical services to nearby hospitals. Other affected aah owned institutions include St. Francis Campus of the University of Kansas Health System, Portneuf Medical Center in Idaho, Hillcrest Healthcare System, Lovelace Healthcare System in New New Mexico, PASCAC, PASCAC, whatever, I don't know, PASCAC Valley Medicine Center and Mountainside Medical Center in New Jersey. While BSA Healthcare Systems and Hillcrest Healthcare Systems separately confirmed to local media, they were dealing with a quote unquote network disruption, which I'm sure over the next couple of days will find to be a ransomware attack. Um, they did not go forward with any announcements. Um, the Arden has not received any, or not provided any comments to this particular request. Uh, Ardent claims to own 30 hospitals with over 200 sites of care and 1,400 aligned providers. The company reports its team consists of 23,000 people in several states, including Texas, New Mexico, Oklahoma, New Jersey, Kansas, and Idaho. One thing they probably do must have clearly is much of a cybersecurity presence, or at least not a, not one they a company that size should have. Um, probably a leadership issue here as well. The CISO, if there is one, is likely to be fired because of this. But again, this comes down to what is your security posture? And if you're in healthcare, what are you doing about this? This is not the first healthcare news report I've done in the last three months of doing this podcast, and nor will it be the last. So just understand if you're in healthcare, you are being targeted like nobody's business. And it's they're getting in. They're just finding it very easy to do so. As we like to say, uh, why do criminals attack banks? Because that's where the money is. So this next article from securityweek.com is from Ianet. Argy here. I can't. I'm sorry. A R G H I R E is his last name. If anybody knows how to pronounce that, let me know. That'd be fantastic. But Fidelity National Financial takes down systems following a cyber attack. Uh, let's see. So this says Fidelity, this is a subheadline Fidelity National Financial has experienced service disruptions after systems were taken down to contain a cyber attack. Well, at least it's not a cyber incident, it's a cyber attack. So title insurance giant. FNF, financial national financial Fidelity National Financial, is experienced service disruptions after it was taken down has uh, taken down multiple systems to contain a cyber attack. The incident, which the company said in a Form 8K filing with the Security and Exchange Commission, because they're required to do so, has impacted title insurance, escrow, and other title-related services, mortgage transaction services, and technology to the real estate and mortgage industry. This is a huge problem because obviously this is one of the larger entities in the country that do this and again if you're in the financed finance arena you're being targeted all the time uh, it does say that to date the investigation has determined that the attackers gain unauthorized access to certain systems some credentials were stolen while they did not specify what type of cyber attack it fell victim to the fact that it has shut down systems to contain incident segments or incidents ransomware may have been involved. Yeah, and in in fact, the notorious Alpha V Black Hat Ransomware Group has already taken responsibility. So later this week, they will come out and say, yep, got hit with ransomware and they will send out the notices to all impacted users and things will move on as usual. Again, it it continues on. I'm not sure how we fix this. I I can't come up with anything in my head on how this becomes easier or better without a national discussion on... Cyber leadership and cyber strategy. And who knows? I start to lose lose faith myself. Cybernews.com. Gintaras Redaskis reporting. Ukraine intelligence takes credit for Russian aviation agency hack. This is just to go to show. This is what cyber warfare looks like these days. It is quite rare that a state openly boasts of an offensive cyber operation, but Ukraine did just that. Its intelligence announced a successful hack of Russian civilian aviation agency. The main director of intelligence of Ukraine's ministry of defense says it had obtained a large volume of confidential documents from Rasa Russia, Russia's federal air transport agency as a result of a successful complex special operation in cyberspace. The aforementioned agency is responsible for flight safety and records and rec, uh, flight safety and records. I'm sorry, flight safety and records all cases of emergency during the operation of Russian aviation. Ukrainian intelligence said it had penetrated the agency's information systems and acquired their daily reports for more than a year and a half. According to Kiev, the documents allegedly reveal that Russian's aviation is collapsing thanks to international sanctions that hit the country after it invaded neighboring Ukraine in February twenty twenty two. So an interesting interesting article There's more to it if you want to go look at it. But again, this just goes to show how cyber warfare and traditional warfare now come in come in um, in support of each other uh, and there's a very interesting intelligence gathering from this particular attack especially the part about that um their aviation is falling apart so that's very interesting uh, again more to this article if you want to read it's a quick read take a look uh, cybernews.com CyberScoop.com. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That is not even an article. I apologize. I meant to close that tab. So forget that. Forget that one. This is from BleepingComputer.com. Bill told us reporting. Slovenia's largest power provider, HSE, hit by a ransomware attack. Well, at least this time they said it was a ransomware attack, not a cyber incident. Slovenian power company holding Slovenski Elektron. Okay, let's just say HSE going forward has suffered a ransomware attack that compromised its systems and encrypted files. Yet the company says the incident did not disrupt electrical power production. That's kind of the the way it goes with electrical companies and other critical infrastructure entities like this, because simply their main network of information that they do IT stuff is separate from the OT or operational technology. Um, divisions, largely, hopefully there's some separation there. It's not always is, but it does make it hard if you want to take down a power company to just impact their IT systems and hope that uh, what they do normally will also go down. But HSE is Sylvania's largest power generation company, accounting for roughly 60% of domestic production. It's considered critical infrastructure in the country. And I note this article simply to note that hopefully... Uh, Companies in the critical infrastructure space in any country, be it the United States, be it Canada, be it Mexico, be it the UK, be it France, whoever, that their their critical infrastructure entities are paying attention to news articles like this. And ideally, within the global critical infrastructure community, they're sharing intelligence on these attacks. This is a ransomware attack, but again, it would be good to know how they get in, what they do, how they get there. Um, It does say in the article, the organization has not received a ransom demand. But stated it might be too early for this, so they remain on high alert as system cleanup is underway. Um, the finger here is basically attributed or looks to be pointed towards the Residia ransomware gang, which has been active lately, prompting the FBI and CISA to issue a warning highlighting the group's TTPs, which is good. So you kind of get an idea of what they do. That's important. Um, but again, we will likely see more of this targeting critical infrastructure as we move forward. Um, as I will note here in this next article from securityaffairs.com, uh, Perluigi per Paganini reporting, Iranian hacker group Cyber Avengers hacked the municipal water authority of Aliquipa in Pennsylvania. During the weekend, Iranian threat actors hacked the municipal water authority of Aliquipa uh, in and took control of one of their booster stations. The authority pointed out that the attack did not impact the operations at the facility, the water supply, or the drinking water. The municipal power or municipal water authority is a public utility that provides water service to the residents and businesses of Aliquipa, Pennsylvania. The MWAA operates and maintains a network of water pipes, water mains and treatment facilities to ensure its customers have clean, safe and reliable water. Um, they revealed that the attack was immediately detected. The impacted station monitors and regulates pressure for Raccoon and Potter townships. Pennsylvania State Police is currently investigating the attack. Uh, chances are pretty good that the FBI will come involved with this, as will CISA. The pro-Palestine group targeted a system produced by Unitronics, which is software or has components that are Israeli-owned. So there you go. So like I mentioned a while ago, if you have any association to Israel, you can expect attacks from pro-Palestinian groups. Here we are. They had Israeli-owned software, and boom, pro-Palestinian group targeted this entity. Now, how do they know that? Uh, you got to be careful what you put on online as far as what you know. Uh, it does say on its Telegram channel, Cyber Avengers announced it, was, it had targeted several SCADA systems at Israel water facilities. The group added that every equipment made in Israel is Cyber Avengers' legal target. So the good news is none of the claim attack has caused serious damage of the targeted facility. So that's good. Um, But will that be good forever? Probably not. Someone's going to become effective and do something probably a little more damaging. But for right now, if you're in critical infrastructure, if you're using any kind of Israeli software, hardware, Uh, resources, just know you are, you are being looked at and targeted. So again, just be aware of that last article from wired.com. There was a big, and this has to do with a a lot of stuff I saw over the weekend about the name drop feature in iOS 17. So this is who's reporting this Um, Reese Rogers and the headline. I like the headline, big fan of the headline. No, you don't need to turn off Apple's name drop feature in iOS 17. Yes, your phone, iPhone automatically turns on name, name drop with its latest software update, but you shouldn't really be worried about it regardless of what the police and dumbasses on TikTok are saying. I added the dumbasses on TikTok part. The Apple name drop featured in iOS 17 is having a bit of a viral moment across the United States. Police departments are warning adults to turn off contact sharing feature on their iPhones and their children's devices. In addition, a we, a widely shared TikTok video with over 2 million views described how the feature lets strangers at the gym or at the bus, steal all your information. The catch it's not true. You shouldn't worry about name drop being some huge security risk first announced at the company's developer conference. Um, they talk about name, when, it's, when it's turned on, two iPhones users can activate the feature by holding the top ends of their smartphones together. Then a contact card with your email and phone number may pop up on your own device. After that, you can tap share or receive only. If you choose to share your contact information, it will be sent to the other device and the transaction by tapping done in the left top left corner of your screen. However, it does say contact sharing will be canceled if the two smartphones are moved apart anytime during the process or if you decide to lock your iPhone Using the power button. Even though name drop is auto enabled when you update to iOS 17, it's crucial to note the consent is required throughout the process. Some random person on the street cannot f- just bump into you for a few seconds and walk away with your phone numbers. Okay, so there's more to this article if you really want to read it. Basically, it says don't believe the bullcrap that you see on TikTok um, and Sadly, there are police departments that don't understand technology. As I mean, there are millions of people that don't understand it. But uh, don't worry about it. It's again, it's because there's a consent. There's a two-party thing. Now, will there be workarounds to? Make it could work, probably. It's not here yet, but uh, you do not need to turn off name drop unless you want to. Feel free. If you feel makes you feel safer, I recommend you do that. As always, the articles mentioned in this podcast are listed in the show notes for your easy re- review on your own if you choose to do so. And as always, names, thoughts, comments on the podcast are suggested, encouraged, and requested. So feel free to email me, darren at the cyber com, cyber spelled C Y B U R. Find me on LinkedIn, find me on X. You can read my sub stack. I'm working on an article for this week. Hopefully I'll have it out by Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, and with that, I hope you enjoy this week. Hopefully your Cyber Monday was safe. You didn't get captured by any of the tricks and tr- tricks and uh, traps out there. And you browsed wisely. Know that knowledge is protection. If we can understand the threats targeting us, we can assess our risk. Proceed wisely. I hope you enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. We will talk again tomorrow. Cyber Smart Morning News is written and produced by Cyber Guy Productions. Feel free to email thoughts, comments, or suggestions to darren at thecyberguy.com or follow Darren on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash in slash Mott. Thanks for listening.